Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham. And with me today, of course, is the absolutely fantastic co-host of all time. Her name is Jojo, but a.k.a. <laughs> oh, no, I got it the reverse, didn't it? Uh, I messed up there, right? Didn't I? That's all right. That's all right. It's a, it, it works. Either way, it works. It's fine. Well, well, give me some how to do then. <laughs> Hello, <do>? Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> Jojo, uh, it, it's it. How, how you been? How you been, Jojo? I've been pretty good. Pretty good. It's been all right. It's been all right. Was it like a hell of a week? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the positive thing about this work is that it kind of went fast. Like, I'm not, I'm not playing. I remember going to work on Monday, and then yesterday was Friday. I was like, "Yo, it <laughs> 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 just happened." You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's like that's like the only good thing about it. But yeah, but, but at the same time, that's kind of sad if you get really metaphysical about it. Yeah, but like I, I think now that I think about it a little bit. The reason why it's going so fast is because I'm anticipating that in a few weeks you'll be gone. So uh, it's like, oh, man, it should be slowing down, but yet it's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So not cool, Jojo. Like, seriously, we're going to continue doing this podcast together, but I'll never forgive yeah. you. <laughs> I'm just saying, just so I, you know. I, I, I accept that. I, I know that there is nothing I can do to atone. I, 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 I know that. So I will I, never I forgive it. you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not to say that I'm not okay with never being forgiven, but I also understand never being forgiven. Never. never. Yeah, no. You done me wrong. <laughs> Did you dirty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> well, you know, I don't. I'm not sure people know what we're talking about. So <laughs> let's get on with it then. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're crazier than they normally are. Um. So, Jojo, let's get to business. Then this week yes. we are reviewing a Netflix docu series. For some reason, we found ourselves this summer doing a lot more true crime docu series than we, we would like to. <laughs> we have <laughs> we have i don't really know why I, well i shouldn't say i don't know why i think it's because there's been some really good content some non-sensationalized content if that makes sense yeah you could attribute it to that but you could also attribute it to the fact that because there was not a lot of filming of a lot That's of content last year That's there's true. not a lot of new things coming out in, in terms of like movies and series and stuff, there's been a couple of blockbusters here and there. There have been a couple of series, but most series were halted last year filming in, term, in terms of filming. That so, is true. you know, true crime is what there is because those didn't stop for, for the pandemic, did they? <laughs> <laughs> crime waits for no man. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> right. I, I, 
you know, I like it, but I don't know what it is. Is that? <laughs> That's cool. I, I think the interesting thing about the show that we're going to be talking about today is I had some cu- confusion about which one you were talking about. And then my my Netflix had some confusion because it tried to recommend a, a totally different show. So there's at least three different Netflix Netflix series or or movies with with the title Heist. So yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. So we have to figure that one out. We had to figure that one out. But because I remember when you told me, are you talking about the movie or Doctor Series? And I thought it was a movie. Uh, there was a yeah. point <laughs> where I thought it was a movie, but it isn't. Yeah. Um, but it is a dramatized, you know, with, with intertwined with some real life people. But let me ask you this, Jojo. In your opinion, mm-hmm. did we see some very well executed heists here with a bunch of people that have dumb luck? Or were there actual geniuses that put things together and then bad luck struck? I, I, I don't know if I... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I really don't think there was any geniuses in my opinion um I I think (laughs) I think maybe the closest we we would have gotten to was Carl Monzon I'm probably saying his name wrong but circumstances in the fact that people talked and people spent money and because he was he was keeping it on the, you know, on the down low and he was doing the, doing it the way you're supposed to. And I think he might've gotten away with it, to be honest. Yeah. It's just, I think he involved either too many people or the wrong people. That's just my opinion. As far as Heather Tallchief and um, her accomplice, well, I guess really the idea guy, I can't remember his name. I guess you could say that he might, because he's still out there and and maybe she was too because the only reason she came back was for her son yeah so i don't i i don't know i did i but i just it never really a lot of it seemed like they just had a lot of as you said dumb luck yeah so let's kind of put it out there for uh, our viewers and for our listeners this the docuseries we're talking about is called heist and it presents in a in successive two episodes per case, three cases of what you would call perhaps the perfect heist or the perfect crime. But at the end of the day, we all know that there is no such thing. And so I found it interesting because, as I say, it was a combination of reenactment and also in narration, in most cases, of the real-life individuals involved in, in, in the situation. Mostly yeah. one, if you will. And so, Jojo, I think I've broken it down, but I'm pretty sure that you can do a much better job <laughs> than I do. No, I don't I don't think I can. I think, that's, I think that was perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so let's talk about the case of Roberto Solis, and Heather Tallchief, what do you think? And if you were, before we go into specific cases, if you were to qualify to grade each case as to a level of perfection of execution, 
which one do you think went would be on the top, if you will? I think theirs. I the, think theirs because the case of Tolshif and 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 Roberto Solis. Yes, because he he had quite a bit of experience in crime and in heists and and that kind of thing, and he had a lot of worldly wisdom, I guess, if you would, in in terms of how to do those kinds of things. And I think that they were a very good couple. I know that she was extremely young. She was only 21 when this happened, but she obviously had a, a very cool head on her shoulders to be able to do what she did. And, you know, I know that there was argument that, oh, she was brainwashed by him and that kind of thing. And I'm not saying that that wasn't possible, but at the same time, I feel like she had a very high level of intelligence to be able to pull off what she was able to pull off in terms of the heist. I just feel like they were very well, like he knew what he was doing and he knew how to get it to happen. Yeah. So I think she was the perfect instrument for, for yeah. the heist. One. Yeah. And I think he was a very good scout because he scouted the perfect individual for the heist. Also, this guy had every cool things that a psychopath should have. Yes. He was incredibly intelligent. He was able to put together some absolute nonsense in terms of spirituality that could be attractive to people who are at a point of no direction. To a certain extent, to a person like Heather Tolchief, especially a young woman who is at a loss, who has never had any guidance, who is not only craving for the attention of a father figure, but also craving for the attention of anyone who, who can show her what she idealizes as love, you know, I, I don't know if it, if it was a scouting per se or if it was just a question of life casualty, but he found the right person and in her eyes, he was elevated to a messianic pedestal. And so, you know, the, the case we're talking about is, I think, in terms of who executed the case, both Roberto Solis and Heather Tolchev were perfect for each other, were perfect yes. for this crime. And it just, some of the things spiraled down. The genius in, in Roberto Solis, if, I, if I'm being honest, sort of had an expiration date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and then he started running out of ideas. But in the end, Roberto Solis, as you said, is either still out there or he's dead. But yes, this was the one that was never solved, was it? Yeah, and and I it sounds as though they really <laughs> didn't, you know, the, the authorities really didn't seem to know who or what or what was actually going on. I mean, she, she turned herself in. It wasn't like they caught her or anything like that. She came to Las Vegas and turned herself in. And 
I think too, uh, what I found interesting was the parting of the ways, because it often seems like in crime that is at least discussed in, in true crime shows, when there's a couple involved and they break up, one of them seems to turn on the other one and turn them in, and then they both get caught. And I found it interesting in this case that they they broke up a very long, like not very long after the, the heist happened in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, she went on and had her life and had her son and then, you know, decided to to turn herself in and to, to change her life and was essentially like, look, I don't know where where Roberto is, you know, do you'll have to look for him yourself, essentially. So I thought that was kind of an interesting, different thing um, than we've typically been shown in the in true crime shows. But I suppose my question is, what do you how do you feel about her turning herself? I I don't know. I know that she says she did it for her son. She did it so she could have a, a normal life with him. And I she works in healthcare now, you know, so I I just I I don't really know that I fully believe her motives because she'd gotten away with it for so long. I mean, I know she says it gets to you, you know, the, the, the constant running and the looking over your shoulder and that kind of thing. But I, I just, I I don't know, throwing yourself on the mercy of the justice system is certainly a very problematic thing to do. So I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I think about it in a couple of different ways. And yeah. the the first way for me is that, you know, the mommy ego got to Heather mm. and she wanted to look heroic in her son's eyes, mm. which all parents want to be, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there is an argument that she makes about, like, wanted to bring him to the United States and basically gain his citizenship and become and do something for himself or whatever. Well, you know, this is a kid that was born in the Netherlands, you know. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> for all intents and purposes, he can make a life anywhere in Europe due to the Schengen nationality, if you will, the common frontier or border of Europe. I don't know that he needed to to claim American citizenship, <laughs> You yeah, know. and I I didn't get the impression that he had any input on it in this as in the sense of and maybe I missed something, but as in the sense of like he was saying, oh, I want to be American, I want to go to college right. in America, or I want this, or I want that. You know, like like she felt like a pressure from like crap. I can't give him something that he really wants because of this stupid thing I did when I was twenty one. You know what I mean? Right. Like it right. it didn't seem like there was anything like that. Like he was cool and as you said born in the netherlands and could have whatever he wanted so i i don't know i don't i found her story a bit strange and i do like your take on it of the 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 mother complex sort of yeah yeah you know because like she talks about like yeah but she is the one who had been on the run the kid was born in the netherlands he was raised in the netherlands right he 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 didn't of course, as he said, he suspected that there was some of his mother's story that didn't make sense. But at some point, we all think that our parents' stories don't make sense. <laughs> Usually because they don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, every parent has some skeleton in the closet that sure. kids will never know about. And, you know, now you have 23andMe and Ancestry and shit. So sometimes you'll be finding out shit that you'll be like, yo, so mom was a tramp. <laughs> 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 so like hold on my sister is actually my mom you know shit yeah. like that but yeah. you know that's with advance of technology but what i'm saying is that there are some like, like parents have kept shit from children forever and ever amen yes. and nothing has happened yes and so i felt like heather could have continued to reinvent herself but to be perfectly blunt with you the biggest mistake was actually having the child. You know, when she's telling the story, like I went to the pharmacy and got a pregnancy test and bam, I was pregnant. And my first thought, like, well, there's no kid, right? <laughs> you know, because of course the complications are going to come. Yeah. Once there is another life involved. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I suspected that Obviously, at some point, she was going to break away from, from Roberto Solis because it was becoming clearer and clearer. And, and from the very beginning, if you think, if you think about the way the story is going, Roberto Solis doesn't see her as anything else but an instrument Correct. to get to what he wanted. Correct. You know. So she's the only one who didn't see it coming. So once it happened and, and she broke away from, from Roberto Solis, she could have gone and reinvent herself. You know, look, man, she could have told the kid, look, here's the thing, man. I am a, you know, a secret agent or whatever. And yeah. so we have to move. And this is our new identity. I, I, you know, kids are, are strong and smart enough for you to, to be able to, I mean, to adapt. I'm not saying that it's a good thing to always lie to kids, but I'm just saying that she could have, you know, continued through life without having to, to return and turn herself in and blah, blah, blah. I just think that she had a remorse that was there forever and she wanted to get rid of it. She was trying to, she was looking for absolution. That's what I think, you know, and uh, clearly I think that's because she was too young when that happened and she still wanted to think of herself as a good person. She wasn't yet convinced that she was a shitty person. Yeah. Well, you know, once you go that road, I don't know, man, maybe I'm being too hard on Heather. Now, honestly, that's the only thing that makes sense is that she wanted absolution for some kind of peace that she felt she needed. Yeah, that's I'd like to have it. a conversation with her now and say, you know, on the grand scheme of things, what do you think of it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, I don't know. Um, the next case, though, I think for me is the most fascinating one. I uh, I found myself rooting for this guy, for Carl's Monson. <laughs> so so, break this one down for us a bit, Georgia, if you will. <laughs> so this one this one is 
this one is, a, I guess, a little bit more complicated, more complex. And I, I enjoyed this one, uh, I think, of all of them the most. But it is about a, a airport heist that happened at Miami Airport in 2005. And there was a robbery of a plane where there was a, a plane that would come and offload money. And this gentleman discovered it through a family member that works at the airport. They were able to divert the money into a warehouse and uh, get it get it uh, sent sent away. And the whole story is is wild where it goes from there. So I I think it was really really interesting. I think it was interesting that I, I believe he watched television shows yeah. or, or movies to get a lot of his inspiration for for what he ended up doing. But but yeah, it's um, this is one I I feel like. It, it was certainly very ballsy. Yeah. And I think very, very interesting that they got away with it for as long as they did. And I really think that he would have gotten away with it completely if he'd chosen different compatriots or different helpers. Yes, yes. You, listen to me. <laughs> the, the more I think about this one, I kind of get mad because, and I feel bad for calls. Yeah. I feel bad for calls because... You know, his only mistake was involving a bunch of riffraff. Yes. A bunch of dudes that looked hard, that could fool anybody, but they weren't all that. They were a bunch of chicken shit. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the crazy thing is that they underestimated Carl's because he wasn't about that life. Yes. And that's the biggest mistake here, is that Carl's was... Do you remember, like, the, the, the beginnings of, of The Godfather, where everybody was like, Michael, man, like, Michael's is going to be the smart one. Michael's is going to be the one going to school and becoming a lawyer and shit. And Michael is like, yeah, nigga, I'm going to take you all down. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And he was ruthless, right? Yeah. And I think that was the case with with Carl's. And that's why that's why I admire that because this is a guy that to him it wasn't a question of fronting. It was a question of if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to break bad, right? Yeah. Because this is a perfect case of breaking bad. Yes. But if I'm going to break bad, I'm going to do it the right way. I'm going to be conscientious. I'm going to bring the brain. This is not a question of brute force. This is not a question of power trip and showing balls and shit. This is, this is going to take brain. Yes. But he surrounded himself with some absolute fucking morons. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he and, really, really did. And listen... <laughs> I found myself thinking very dangerously during watching this because I think his his other mistake was let that fucking Gordo leave the fat dude from the very beginning. Yes. yes. That nigga should have been taken out from the very beginning. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you probably are discovering a very terrible side of me. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> 
if you've listened listened to this podcast and you've thought of me uh, as a great human being, I don't know, maybe you, you, your, your perspective of me is going to change a bit <laughs> this time. <laughs> and Jojo, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's like, I've been to this guy's house. <laughs> I had coffee with him. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you know, everything was, everything went to perfection. And I get competitive when I, when, when I, I plan out something and I don't want somebody to fuck it up for me. And sure. I know that I've done everything in my power to make shit go the way I planned it to go. And to, to yes. a certain extent, it did. Because even when he dropped the little bandana, they couldn't find shit from him. You know? And frankly, there's a third mistake that I find. Them. These are the, 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 the three biggest mistakes, right? The people he surrounded himself with. One, the fact that he could see that the brother-in-law was a liability, and he didn't do something a bit more drastic about it. And obviously that's, that's the, the, the absence of, of a criminal mind, if you will. Like this, he was by all accounts a good guy who still yeah. wanted to think of himself as a good guy. Yeah, yeah. But when people start doing dumb shit and your life is in danger then it's time to think a bit more about, you know, this is me or them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so. Yeah. He let, I think he let like family ties and, and that sort of feeling blind him or, or, or tie his own hands, if you will, to removing someone from the situation that should have been removed to make it successful. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying, she should have, like, have him killed or whatever. Yeah. But gave him an ultimatum. Yeah. Like, you're going to yeah. take your ass to Costa Rica. You're going to take your ass to, you are getting, not getting out of Miami, no. Get out of the United States if you cannot keep this shit quiet. Yeah. If I see you here again, trust me, you're done. Yeah. And that's the only time I'm going to tell you this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But but it was like, eh, take the money. Eh, yeah, nah. Uh, Gordo, the uh, fat dude is not, well, he wasn't going to go down like that. You knew that. You knew that. In fact, I don't even know why they engaged him. Because Carl said something that, that really <laughs> shocked me a bit is that, yeah, my brother-in-law, we got him, but we knew that he wasn't going to be able to run. He, we knew that he wasn't going to be able to <laughs> to carry anything because he's too fat. So the only thing he could do was drive. And I'm like, you could have gotten any other motherfucker to do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if his fat ass can't even carry anything, just don't bring him in, especially since yeah. he is the weakest link, isn't he? Yes, yes, yes. So, and then, again, the last mistake, I think is Onelio, the Brinks guy, who is sort of like the initiator of the masterminding of all this. Because he is the one who discovers 
how things can be done. But I think the moment he communicated the plans or or at least the idea, he sort of like awoken the idea on Carl's. Carl's and him should have been, from now on, we only talk about these on burner phones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From now on, we only talk about... And, and like, I remember there was a moment where Carl was like so smart because when that dude randomly came, you know, the guy that said no from the beginning and randomly yeah. came to see him and started talking about his shit, he's like, nigga, get the fuck out of my house. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm yeah. like, bravo. That's good stuff right here because... Yeah, you didn't want it. Fuck off, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but I think the mistake with Ole Onelio is exactly that. Like all those phone calls, because hey man, how is it that you talk to this guy thirty times within the hours that this shit happened? Yeah. 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 So there you go. There's the link right there. Yeah. But other than that, then I think I think I this one was my favorite one. Yeah, I agree with you. This was my favorite one too. Uh, I think Carl's went about this thing with with such a a scientific mind, you know, that if he had at least two people who thought and operated like him, he could have gotten away with it. Yeah. And maybe somebody who thought a little I mean, similar mindset, but thought a little dirtier, if that's the right way to put it, you know, a little meaner, a little more yeah. in this criminally minded, Yeah, like, like, no, we need burner phones. Dumb, dumb. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know? and, you know, the, the, the brother-in-law, man, like, I think, I think, in fact, if it weren't because of the brother-in-law, if it weren't because of the brother-in-law, then I don't think any of that goes anywhere. Because at the end of the day, like you said, the guy that went and ratted on him, he couldn't even get him to say anything, even with a Y on. <laughs> so at this point, the FBI would have been like, eh, fuck off, man. You gave us bad information. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But the only reason, you know, they stayed on him is because he had to be back and forth talking about what was going on with the brother-in-law. The brother-in-law fucked it up. And he by did. the time he got the balls to say, I'm going to do something definitive about it, they were already on him so far up his ass that it wasn't, it wasn't feasible. It was too late. It was, yes. it was, it was too late by that point to, to, re, to salvage it or anything. I do think it's interesting that they've only gotten back like a million dollars of that money. <laughs> Christine is like, they all have that money, do we? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's, it's somewhere. But like, let me ask you another question, though. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody else thought about this when you watch this, but like, how is a Lufthansa flight from Germany bringing so much cash to the United States? I actually, <laughs> I actually, and the fact that it's regularly happening, you know, like yeah. it's, 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 it's so regular that, you know, it wasn't like a, 
uh, oh, we have to plan this a year in advance or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's coming every week. I think yeah. every week I, I thought that too. I was like, so who the hell's ma- laundry money? Like where, 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 where is this coming from? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Really? Uh, okay. Yo, if you told me all that money was coming from China, I would like, right. yeah, that makes sense. On a weekly basis? Yeah, that makes sense. If you told me that money was coming from India, yes, that makes sense. From Japan, yes, that makes sense. What's in Germany? What is it that Americans are doing in Germany to have all that money coming in like that on a weekly basis? Like, somebody explain that to me. Yeah, I, I, I have no explanation for that. And I, yes, I, I caught that too. I was like, hold, hold up, wait a minute, it's from what, what, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like you know, so here's here's one funny portion of this. My wife fell asleep throughout the entire thing, so she saw only part of the beginning and towards the end when they were saying that they only recovered like a million of the money. Yeah, and she woke up. In time, just to see that and see, that money's still around. <laughs> they still have the money, and then she went right back to sleep. <laughs> How the fuck do you do that, man? <laughs> and she just woke up and said that, like, they still have the money, and then yeah. <laughs> like, damn, man, that's good. <laughs> She's a wise woman. Dude, she's good. She's good. But I don't, I don't even know if she's fully asleep when she... That's awesome. All right. So let's talk about the dumbest case. <laughs> you know, this case is funny. And the third case is what we're talking about here. The, the, the whiskey, the puppy gate case. Happy gate. Happy gate. I think one of the things you can surmise from here is that this really reinforces some of the stereotypes about the South. (laughs) This is like a case of dumb shitness. (laughs) Why are we even talking about this for real? Like, you know, the sheriff is weird. (laughs) <laughs> all the people involved in it's like a grown ass baby boys like, what is this who thought this was sensational enough to make the cut on this docuseries <laughs> I, I don't know the only thing I can think is, is I had actually heard of this in the, in the news. The other ones I don't remember ever hearing about, but I remembered hearing about Pappy Gate because the name oh, gave me the giggles. <laughs> Poppy Van Winkle. <laughs> I remember that because I read the article just because of, because I'd never heard of that kind of bourbon before. I'm like, I don't know what that is. So it was like one of those, it wasn't even a clickbait title. It was just like, you know, somebody was sentenced to something in the Pappy Van Winkle bourbon yeah. case. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so I, I don't know if they just picked it off of that. I, I have no idea. But yeah, no, this one, I agree. This one was dumb. It was dumb. And again, it reinforced so many stereotypes. Like, first of all, the dude 
what's his name? Kurt, Kurt Singer, Kurt something. Toby Kurt Singer. Toby Kurt Singer. You could tell that this is a dude. His domasery has a has a lot to do with the amount of steroid he's put in his body. Like yes. you know, his head seems that it has shrunk over the years. You know, probably has along with other things. And so he looks like a former midhead who has gotten fat too. Yeah. So there's all that. So yeah. so the entire thing is incredibly laughable. Is incredibly laughable. I'm like, your shed. <laughs> Let me um, your shed. And and at some point you weren't even using the shed. <laughs> like, mate, what in the fuck are you doing? Is is, that a, is it is this like yeah? You can grab me. No, no, no. Like what the fuck? I have, I don't know. I, it was almost to me, it was almost like he was like, well, I'm selling to all law enforcement probably. So, you know, they ain't gonna stop me. He's talking about like, yo, this judge, I got judges, you know, I got lawyers and shit. Yeah, you think this nigga's gonna be like, oh, yeah, no, no, this guy's good. Yeah, no, no, don't, don't bother him because I, I buy from him. I, I mean, buy nothing, shit from nothing, him. <laughs> nothing. Oh my god! You know, I felt sorry for the kids. I felt sorry for the wife. Yeah, but this dude was so selfish. Yes, you know, the idea that you're gonna get married and you're going to keep on living your almost as if you were a single, even when you have two kids that your wife has to actually come out and give you an ultimatum. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I've, it's, it's one thing I, I have if you don't want to get married, cool, totally fine. Absolutely. But don't marry somebody and then act like you're single. Like what, what, cause you can stay single. You can easily stay exactly. single. There is absolutely no reason for you to marry anybody and you don't need to, you can have whatever you want, whenever you want, buy it, get it on the street, whatever. I mean, so like, what is, I do not understand the people who get married and then are upset when the person they married is like, Hey, you married me. You can't do these things anymore. Like what have you, did you ever, do you know what marriage is? Exactly. <laughs> like, have you, do, are you, do you have enough brain cells to even know what it is? Because maybe you've got it confused with something else entirely. It's just amazing to me that his, his routine, Never changed until the wife brought it up. Like, you got two kids. You know what I mean? That poor woman is trying to be a real estate agent, taking kids to ballet, taking kids to sports, taking things, and your ass is playing softball with your boys and shit. Fuck off. Yeah. Like, she should have left his ass. And, like, I want to feel more badly for her, but the fact that you know what I mean? Like she, she, she had to come out and like, hey man, I need some help here. And then this guy goes so deep into some criminal enterprise, and still she has, she doesn't even realize what's going on. And it's not like he was doing that shit on the side. He wasn't doing it on the side. It was all going on. If I start spending five hours a day on my shed, 
I swear to you, Christine is going to be all up my ass. Like, I'm... <laughs> and yeah. by the way, I'm yeah. not saying that my wife is a controlling person. I'm just saying no. that there is no. no reason. Like, you can't share life, daily life with somebody and suffer of such absence of this other person and not question it. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. like what the, the hell? The only thing I can think of is, is a stereotypical culture. Yeah. And the man does whatever he wants to do. And you have to take care of all the things you have to pick up all his slack because you're the woman and that's what you do. And, and men are, the pinnacle of, of perfection. So, uh, you know, if you complain, you're a bad wife. Yeah. I, I that's, suppose that's, I mean, and I'm not saying that that is the truth or anything, but I do know that that is certainly a, a thought process that happens. And with everything else being so stereotypical in Southern, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if there wasn't something in her head that was, that had been raised to think I can't question what he does because I'm not an individual. I'm a wife. Right. That does. I'm that, that means I'm not, I'm not a person anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. And that, that might well be the very, the very bottom line of this line of thoughts in the sense that it's either that, or she was, she just like looked away, you know, and, and, but in the end, if you notice, the South couldn't help but also go after the wife. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because if a man did something bad, it's because a woman was involved. You know, mm-hmm. sort yeah. of like Adam and Eve kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Like no yep. one, everybody accepts the idea that it, if Eve didn't fucking start this shit, this nigga would have been a good guy. But she was like, see, this is good. Yeah, I mean, you like it. That's cool with me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do, do, do you know how many flavors and scents and shit that my wife brings home? And she's like, I like this. What do you think? I'm like, you like it? Cool. Sometimes like, oh, wow, this shit is good. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. but like, sometimes I have to understand that there's some shit that are about her, right? right. And so, so, so right. that's that. That's how we maintain individual independence to a certain extent, right? You know. But then the idea that if this guy is deep into an, a criminal enterprise, and it's been conducted at his house, you know, somehow we are going to get the wife to. Is insane to me because once again, you're not thinking about for a country, a nation that focuses so much, especially conservative people, about the family, you're not thinking about how you are about to leave two fucking kids without yeah. either of their parents. Yes. It, it's and the second one the you're trying to get on a hunch. The second one you are trying to get on a hunch because yes. all the evidence yes. points to this dude doing some dumb shit. Not the wife. Yes. yes. Not the wife. Yes. I I read a quote earlier today and I was just trying to find it because I wanted to get it right, but I, I couldn't find it. But it was essentially if 
if you if you follow a man's finger to if you follow a man's accusing finger, you will always find it pointing at a woman. That makes absolute sense. That is absolutely the truth. In most of monotheistic, neo-Judaic religions, most of monotheistic religions, at some point, very early into their book, a woman is guilty of every fucking thing. So there you go. You, yeah. you, you, you're right. You know, when uh, we talked about this series with Gillian Anderson and Jamie Donner, well, what was it called again? That serial killer in Ireland. Um, oh, uh, Sophie. No, 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 no. The, the, oh. the one with Gillian oh. Anderson and oh. Jamie Donner. So, Brain's gone blank. So. Yeah. I remember a quote by the character by Stella Gibson that uh, Gillian Anderson played. She said, you know, when women are frustrated, they self-harm. When men are frustrated, they harm women. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you want to understand, and I don't want to go on a rant here, but, you know, on an anti, you know, in an atheistic rant, but if you want to understand how lazily, you know, earlier societies tried to explain some of the shittiest things that this planet have been to, you'll see how somehow they always made it about women. And when a sacrifice needed to be made for penance, for goodwill from the gods, of course, find yourself a virgin and fucking offer her in sacrifice. Because again, the bullshit has always been sacrificing women about sacrificing yeah. women. Yeah. So, so this in this third case of the Poppy Von Winkle thing, I think the one like first of all, it was a dumb case. It was absolutely fucking dumb. Yeah. You know, it was. The best quote here was this guy's mother saying, "It's whiskey for God's sake." <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I swear to you, Jojo, I was like, yeah, that's right. She's probably like, I got my own still out back. I mean, what's the big deal? Kentucky whiskey. And now you're talking about international highs. Fuck off. Yeah. It's whiskey for God's sake. You know, that's exactly what she was frustrated with. She's like, they made him out to being this huge kingpin and shit. And, you know, it's like, yeah, it's not the Sinaloa cartel or shit. It's whiskey, for fuck's sake. I loved it. I was like, this case is so dumb. Yeah. You know, like, the, the, the notion that this guy was so into a criminal whiskey, criminal enterprise that, you know, it made the news everywhere and shit. Yeah, I'm here. I didn't know about it. Like, I was surprised to even see a clip with Rachel Maddow talking about it. I'm like, oh, I guess it did. But again, it was fucking whiskey. Who cares? Like, seriously, yeah. bourbon, who cares? Like, I love bourbon, you know, but yeah, that nigga was selling a barrel to <laughs> be like, I'll take some, you know. <laughs> Your baron right there. I'm like, Jocelyn, 
Call Jeffrey. Yeah, you're rolling it right up in the back of the truck. <laughs> Take that away. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, you know, overall, this is a good watch, I want to say. Yeah, it's entertaining. It is entertaining. In these cases, you, I think, what do you think of the dramatization? Do you, do you think it would have been as appealing without the reenactment or or do you you know you have a yay for the reenactment at some point uh, i find the reenactment a bit distracting i don't know i do too <laughs> sometimes they're okay in this particular series i found them more distracting than usual yeah. so it depends on what on what the case is and i i just i don't know in this one i wasn't a huge fan of of the reenactments i i wasn't i i like the fact that they had the principal or well, one of the principal perpetrators narrating the entire thing yeah and i think they could have done with some still shots and some reels or whatever so the reenactment for me was uh, you know And why are we doing this type of thing? Yeah. But I suppose they wanted to prolong it enough to make two episodes out of each case. Out of each case. That's true. And whatever value they thought that would bring, because all of these stories could have been told in 20 minutes. Yeah, they they could. (laughs) Honestly. They really could have. I would think with the exception maybe of the... um, the Cuban, the Cuban gentleman in the the Miami heist. I think maybe that one would have been like forty five minutes. Yeah, I could. But, that could even be a movie. I could easily yeah. be in a movie and stuff. Yeah. Speaking of movies, before we go off, have you watched anything? I <laughs> have you watched anything this week? Because I watched last night this little bubblegum movie on Netflix called uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. Uh, I've heard of that and seen it. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't watched it, but I mean, I've seen the trailers for it. Yeah. Um, it's all right, man. I don't know that I would, I, I, I don't know that I would watch it to, to do an entire podcast episode about it. Yeah. But it's, it's visually entertaining. It's beautifully shot. Whatever. Have you watched anything? I haven't watched I haven't watched anything this week. I have watched a couple episodes of Columbo, but that's been about it. And that's that's just been on the ba- on in the background while I'm packing things. From so. 1984. So. I think these these are uh, 72. Lord. I'm on this, this series from 72. Right. So. Yeah. So yeah. But you know, I, I've I've watched. I've found myself watching a couple of things. Uh, surprisingly, like watching, you know, um, there's this show that I've watched a couple of seasons of and I found the fourth and final season. It's called Unforgotten. And it is with one of my favorite British actress, actresses, uh, Nicola Walker. And I watched the, the fourth season, you know, the only, as you know, Six episodes, 45 minutes each. And uh, it was great because I, I like it because it's about, it's always about cold cases, but they do one case per season. Got it. And so you get to know the characters a bit more. You get to know how 
everything happened and how the people who committed the crime are living at present and how everything is spiraling, coming back to them, you know. So I loved this series, and I actually thought one time that we could make a, a, an episode about it. It just ended this year, and Nicola Walker's character, it ends with her dying suddenly. So mm-hmm. it was a bit sad of an ending. Yeah. But uh, overall, it's a great show. It's a fantastic show. Um, cool. I also ended up watching... You, you might want to take a look at that one. On Amazon Prime, a series called Zero, Zero, Zero. Okay. I think that's come up in my recommendations. Dude, list. watch it and let's talk about it because, yo, okay. I enjoyed this one a lot. <laughs> I enjoyed this one because, you know, I love international stuff. Yeah. And it has a bit of United States, a bit of Mexico, and a bit of Italy all together. And the crew from each country were absolutely excellent. Like I'm talking about, I'm talking, yo, fantastic stuff. So, (laughs) so we might end up talking about zero, zero, zero soon. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Sounds good. I think it's about the time that we call it a day, Jojo. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to take this time, of course, to invite you all to find us on social media you'll find us on instagram twitter facebook we have a facebook group as a matter of fact mm-hmm. and also on pinterest kicking and streaming podcasts you have to always remember that we don't use the ing that is what in grammar is called gerund we don't use the gerund we use we go i n kicking and streaming podcast and there's that also, we would like to invite you to find us on Clubhouse. If you're on Clubhouse, we mm-hmm. have our own Clubhouse club. It is called Kicking and Streaming Hub. And over the over time, we're going to have some conversations about stuff that we're watching that we not necessarily want to talk to talk about on podcasts. But every Saturday, we also have a trivia night, general knowledge trivia night. So again, if you're on Clubhouse, every Saturday night, find me and Jojo on there doing our thing. <laughs> you know, uh, our friends from Tucker Brothers says that <laughs> the people that we get there for general knowledge are like, you know, mad scientists and stuff. <laughs> like, I can't with them, man. Their geography is too much. Everything, the questions are too hard. And I'm like, nah, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> But we have a lot of fun. So find us on Clubhouse. It's Kicking and Streaming Hub. And follow us. And join us every Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central Time. And I suppose that's 7 p.m. Pacific? Yes. You know, if you know in the United States, then whatever time it's 10 p.m. for you, find out. Right? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you know, we could do this all day telling you local times and shit. Mountain time, Arizona time. <laughs> it was a time that the United States had, like, pretty much every state had their own time. Their own, yeah, their own clock, I think. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so, Jojo, are we calling it a day now? I think so. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to call it a day. We wish you an absolutely fantastic week. Enjoy the Tokyo Olympics. I know it's hard to watch without audience and shit, but Olympics are Olympics, and we got them. I understand the people of Japan that didn't want it, but it's happening. We might as well watch. Right, Jojo? Yep. Makes sense. Anyway, then, y'all have a great, great rest of your week. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.